Thank you, Yoni. I'm sitting here today with Mandy Broder, and she is the artist behind the workshop Gushetzion. I'm sure many of you have seen different pictures of families enjoying um, a Judaica wood workshop, and uh, Mandy is the one who came up with the idea and has really used her talents to create incredible tourism opportunity in Gushetzion. So, welcome, Mandy. And um, tell us a little bit about your background as an artist and how you got involved in tourism. So um, I, I trained in graphic design and after a number of years of working mainly on the computer, I realized that I was missing the whole creative side of working with my hands. And I was gifted a scroll saw about 15 years ago and started working with cutting wood and uh, enjoyed the whole idea of cutting out letters, Hebrew letters, and incorporating them in my artwork. And uh, an um, available space um, turned up in, in Rosh Tzurim, in the Kibbutz Rosh Tzurim, where we work, um, where we realized that we could, um, apart from making our own Judaica um, artwork, we could bring other people in to, the, to our space and show them what we were doing and have them create their own pieces of art together. It's interesting because for you, it's so normal and to spend your day cutting wood and using these machinery and for someone, for a family coming in, doing it for the first time, I imagine they arrive and they're like scared to even turn on the machine. So describe what happens. Yeah, absolutely. It's an exciting part of it, actually, because they walk in and we explain to everybody the whole idea of uh, it being a real workshop. It is a, a working workshop. Um, they are, there are certain machines that they will not be working on. They have to understand that uh, they have to stay away from the machines that they're not taught how to use. But it's important that we teach every we teach every step of the way how they're going to be using the machines. And we of, often see a lot of anxiety on the, on people's parts, not only from the kids, from the adults as well. They get to the machine and they don't know how to use it, and a little anxious. Um, but we show them every step of the way how to use it, and it's 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 really lovely to see the switch from that nervous person to that really confident um, conf- confident worker. Um, as we encourage them how to work with the wood and they, they get the results that they're looking for. It's fun to see them. So what does a, a typical project look like? What can people choose from when they come? At the moment, we're, mo- we're working mostly with wood. We have plans to work with other materials too, but uh, wood is our main uh, material right now. We have a number of uh, individual projects um, that families can work, come in and choose whatever individual projects they want to work on. Um, and then um, the idea developed when we saw that um, families would often go home with uh, two or three of the same piece if the children all chose uh, the same piece that they wanted to work on. So we came up with uh, our family projects, which consists of um, individual pieces. Um, Every um, person works on his or her own piece, and uh, they are then connected together at the end of the the session to make uh, one, we we call it a combined effort piece. Um, everybody had an active part in making this piece that can hang on the wall in your home. And uh, I think it's exciting for everybody to see that they really took part in uh, in making it together. I saw over Sukkot that you had a family piece like that, where people could, each member made part of it, and then it created a beautiful sukkah decoration, and uh, made out of wood, obviously. Um, tell us, though, about why wood... What, what's your bond with wood? You, you, you talk about wood and that's the material you've chosen and there is actually a connection between Gush Etzion and the wood. Yeah, there is. Um, in order to get to um, Kibbutz Rosh Tzurim, where we're located, um, which is just past Alon Shvot, um, you have to pass the Alon Abodet, which is the lone oak tree, which is a real landmark in Gush Etzion. It's been standing there for hundreds of years. 
um, and um, we have a number of projects that we use oak wood for. And um, combined with cherry woods, there's a cherry festival every year in Rosh Sarim. And um, uh, uh, we like to always use contrasting woods when we're working for, in our projects. You know, like to use the light and dark, that light on dark or dark on light, um, so you can really see the letters in the work that we went, that we're making. Um, so we have those those projects that we call our Gushetzion projects. Use the cher cherry and oak combined. But we work with other imported woods too. We work with walnut, and walnut, which is a really beautiful dark wood, and maple. A number of people have come in and told us that they, they actually have maple trees in their yards here, but they don't grow so well in Israel because they need a lot, of, uh, a lot of water that we don't have. <laughs> we don't really have enough <laughs> of it. Um, but we, we like to play, play around with the, all the different tones of woods. The woods are so beautiful. We use them in their natural, in their natural colors. We don't paint them at all. Mm. They're varnished. They, they will be varnished by the end of the session. You actually walk out with your finished piece of uh, Judaica, um, but always in their natural colors. So, how does the the different grains? How does that inter, inter like how does that interact with how you're running the workshops? So we explain that too as we're working. Um, the the process that uh, the families use when they come into the workshop is exactly the same process that we use when we make our own Judaica work. We never cut. Um, a hundred alephs and a hundred bets and a hundred gimels of any one letter of any one uh, type of font. Um, we always cut every specific word out of one piece of wood so the grain follows through um, in the whole piece. And we teach everyone how to sand the pieces and how to handle them carefully so they don't snap. Um, often they will snap on the on the grain, um, but we teach everyone how to how to handle everything very carefully so that it won't happen. And then they'll see afterwards that the beauty of the grain really follows through on every word that they, that they glue down onto another piece of wood. It's really beautiful, even when you think about it metaphorically. And that the... It's funny, like people say to us, um, I, I don't know, I, we don't even know if anyone would actually even notice it when they see the pieces on the wall. But perhaps you don't notice it because it looks right. Right. Like if it didn't look right, it you would notice yeah. it right away. Exactly. exactly. And then you mentioned that you do um, custom Judaica pieces also. Tell me a little bit more about that. I actually last week had to take my son to the doctor at Wolfson. And as I was waiting for the test results, did he have strep? Did he not have strep? I saw beautiful pieces of artwork on the wall and saw that it was actually made by you. So um, yeah. describe a little bit about the pieces that you have there. There was one that with names of different members of the family that I thought was fabulous. Right. Thank you. Most of, our, most of our pieces are custom made. We have one specific piece which uses uh, Birkat Banim, Birkat Yeladim. Um, and uh, in order to um, custom design it for every specific family, we um, use the names of all the children and grandchildren in the background. And in the foreground, you have um, the, the, the first word of the pasuk, Yisimcha, cut out of wood, and the rest of the pasuk is written in calligraphy. Um, and we can, you could do that. You can choose any tone, any color tone, any color tone of wood, any color matting, um, have it fit in with your home and... Uh, um, and we have a number of sizes too. We have a standard size and we have an upgrade uh, with a bigger size. And everybody, it's a, it's a very personalized piece. Um, we call it a perfect piece for the person who has everything because uh, it's, a, it's a great gift for a parent and grandparent who really have everything that they need already. But this is, uh, this is a beautiful piece to show what, they've, uh, what they have to show for what they have done in their lives. <laughs> so it's funny that you say that because uh, my husband and I had to give a present to a man who literally we felt had everything. And we thought, what could we do? And he lives here in Israel. 
and his grandchildren live here in Israel, and he's very involved in the old city. And we said, you know what, we're going to call Mandy and see if she could take a picture of the grandchildren playing in the streets of the old city and use the pasuk about, and the children will play in the alleyways of the old city. And she created a beautiful piece that he now has hanging on his wall, and he said to us, I can't believe you thought of something that was just so special and so beautiful that I didn't already have. That's really the exciting part of what we do. There's no monotony in it. Like Even when we're doing the sudden art and we happen to do the same project one time after the other, the fact that we have different families coming in and we're interacting with different families and chatting with them as we're working, there's, there's no chance of us getting bored with what we're doing. And there's no chance that, you know, we're always trying to think of new ideas with our artwork as well, exactly the same way. We don't want to be doing the same thing over and over again. We're trying to uh, reinvent, uh, reinvent the wheel, really, <laughs> by coming up with new ideas so that we can keep keep uh, excited, be being excited by it every single day. So it sounds like you've got a lot of plans for the future, also to continue growing the workshop. Do you think you'll be able to move to a larger space, or what are your plans in the future? We might. Uh, we don't have to move to a larger space in order to allow larger groups to come in. At this point, we can have up to about fourteen people. Um, the idea of the sessions, though, is really that we want to keep it moving. It's two and a half hours of solid, um, hands-on, creative work and real bonding time for families. And the last thing we want is for people to come in and be waiting for the machinery. So um, as, a, as, we, as we're able to buy new machines and we um, can have more help coming in and have a person standing by each machine showing everyone how to work them, then we'll be able to grow the business. That's really our plan. And also... Um, um, to, to be able to stay busier during the week, we're introducing new ideas of having not, not just families coming in, we'll, we're happy to have um, businesses come in for, you make, uh, for fun days out, um, that seems to be a big thing here in Israel. Um, we're going to be introducing date nights, which doesn't have to be just couples, it can be mother, you know, mother and child one-on-one time if you really want to have special time with them. Um, it won't be a session for just two people, it, w- it will be an open session that uh, two or three people can come at a time. Uh, in a bigger group, but you can have that time with with whoever you've chosen to come with uh, and have uh, some real one-on-one time with them. That sounds great. One of the things I I find when I through fun in Jerusalem is that very often families are looking for things to do together, and they're really concerned when they have a 17-year-old and a 6-year-old and a 90-year-old grandmother who's joining them. So how does this workshop work for families with kids of all ages or even adults? That's actually one of the things that we keep hearing from people who've, uh, who've spent time with us, um, that they find it amazing that it's the first activity that they found that really suits every single age. Um, we've, uh, we start at the age of six. We don't have anyone coming in um, younger than six. Um, and we have had up to, um, we've had one lady who was 90. She came with her grandchildren and her great-grandchildren. Um, and she was up and down the stairs and working on the machines and loving it just as much as a six-year-old. Um, we've had other families who've come in also with a, a big age range of, uh, you know, between six and uh, early 20s even. Um, and they all enjoyed it. And the grandparents join in too. Uh, very often we've had um, a booking um, that told us that the grandparents are coming, but they were not like, likely to be uh, to participate. And they come and they see what everyone's doing. And they're like, you know what, I'm going to make something too. And it's really exciting to see that every age is happy for those two and a half hours. It's just uh, a fun it makes us feel good. <laughs> it's really great and very unique for activities in Jerusalem. So you, next time you've got an event, a special event, you want to do something with parents, grandparents, kids, this is definitely a great idea. For sure. <laughs> so for all those listeners um, who want to find out how they can reach Mandy, you can look on Facebook at the workshop Gushetzion, mm-hmm. 
or you can email the workshop at funinjerusalem.com and you'll be, you can send uh, Mandy an email to see if she's available um, and you can come to a workshop when you're in Israel the next time. So uh, again, Yoni, of course, you're invited to come with your kids, um, create a unique piece of art and Judaica that you can take home with you. So thank you so much, Mandy. Thank you very much. <laughs> and now back to you, Yoni.